0: She's a very intense woman and she's very independent. And I think in retrospect, when I felt like I couldn't communicate and get my needs fulfilled, I made some decisions and in retrospect I wish I wouldn't have.
1: It it was his way and and I had to have a contribution. I look into my part in it, how I contribute to that. And to tell you the truth, I, there was moments where I said, you know, this was the best thing that ever happened. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray.
3: And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us
2: out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for over 15 years.
3: You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. So we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories.
2: People like today's guests, Jim and Vera, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You guys Thanks are for having us coming remotely from Sedona, Arizona, right? Yes. Yep. And, and what's the weather like out there today?
0: Yeah, well, it's summer in
1: Arizona. <laughs> very hot, very hot. Yeah, very
2: hot. Yeah, it's it's very hot here in Chicago too. It's but it's that that uh, really humid heat that we get here. You guys remember that.
1: Yeah. And that's the part I don't miss it. I even, I, if I have yeah. to be in the heat, I prefer the dry heat.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen you in a, in a very long time.
1: I know, 10 years. 10, ten years, years or so, yeah. 10 wow.
0: years, yes.
1: So
2: we'd love to catch up and kind of see how things have been going with you and, and you know, how your relationship has developed. But first, before we go to that... Why don't you give a, the, our listeners a little bit of information about you. How old are you? What do you do for a living? And how long have you been together?
0: Ladies first.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I am 61. And what I do for a living. Hmm, I lead these spiritual journeys to sacred sites. And I do a lot of shamanic work. So I teach shamanism and a holistic way of living. I Jim and I are together for seventeen years. We met in Chicago, very magical way to meet actually, and uh, and we right away you know felt the connection and moved together one month after. A little crazy, but it happened that way. And of course, we had many many breakdowns and breakthroughs, and uh, but it's seventeen years, so Mm. five personally feel that the journey happened in the way that it happened because of our work with you guys. So it's really cool to be here because that that after ten years of not seeing you, the work that we did together, the four of us, is still blessing us with a lot of insights and ways of of solving and going through you know, our everyday challenge and also our everyday celebrations. So
3: oh. it really changed That's wonderful. permanently. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, absolutely. And how about you, Jim? Well, I'm also 61 and I have been, for the most part, in the mortgage industry for over 25 years. But in the last three, four years, I became a specialist in the reverse mortgage field. And I'm also an author. I've written a book on reverse mortgages. And I've really found a passion to help the seniors in that way. So that's a beautiful thing. And yeah, Vera and I, its it's been a roller coaster. But when we've worked with you guys, I'm reflecting back now. And it's just been, oh, my God, you guys are so amazing. And the work that you do with couples the work you've done with us is something that's changed our path in a, many ways. In a very positive ways, also. It's very cool. It's very cool to reminisce and say, wow, we're here together. We have a fantastic relationship. We owe that in a large part to you guys. So profound thank you.
2: Thank you so much for that endorsement. (laughs) Just for your listeners' sake, we did not pay them to say any of that.
3: (laughs) And you know, today's the Lighthouse's birthday. Is it today? Oh,
1: Wow. Eight, that is
3: 18, years. 18 years
1: 18 years wow um, yeah. yeah that is definitely a place where the light is um, my god i personally had you know my coaches and sessions with Jean and was so enlightened and so much of our time together gene is still flashes on my consciousness all the time so you are very present Thank you. On my internal growth. That's awesome. You know, I, I That's good always to hear. feel you. Yes. Yeah. You, and of course, the, the the time that we shared together, the mm-hmm. four of us, was very empowering. So uh, very, very grateful for you guys. That
0: is awesome.
3: So can you guys tell us the story of how you
0: met? Oh, Vera's got to tell this one.
1: <laughs> ah,
0: wow. Well,
1: I don't know if we have time for all the details and I'm very detailed like it. So. Well, we met because I went through a divorce with my first husband, and I was very much like uh, in the suburbs, didn't know a lot of people. I came from Brazil, so I was in my first relationship for nine years, and it ended in a very peaceful way. We was just complete with one another, but I didn't have many friends, and I didn't have a big social life. But I did have a friend that uh, she used to invite me a lot to, to go to our organization in Chicago that offer self growing development courses and I registered to go to one of these courses and and that uh, was where I met Jim because Jim was volunteering in that specific class that I was taking and was you know very interesting because I I'm very intuitive and I have a lot of, you know, insights when my feelings are very strong. And I just look at him and I felt this deep connection and I felt, you know, this is the guy. This is the one. And um and I was very aggressive. I approached him. And <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: how, how old were you guys then?
0: Well, it wasn't uh, quite really aggressive. It was just that it was a Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Tuesday night and Tuesday night. I was handed a letter. So that's the part that I'll pass back to Vera that got really interesting. (laughs) Uh, What did you ask, What age were you
3: guys at the time? Age, 44. 43,
1: 44, yeah. And, well, and I mean aggressive because, you know, I didn't stay into, okay, I like the guy, but, you know, I knew I was not going to see him if I didn't just took the, you know, the initiative. So I handed him a letter where I... Just said a few little things, and then I was specific. I said, hey, I really like you, and I would love to get to know you. If you are in a relationship, forget about it. If you are available, <laughs> my number is, you know, and uh, he called. I think me. she had
0: to franchise this letter. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he called me, and then, you know, we went for our first date, and was like September 1st and September 28th we moved together. And, of course, I, I don't know if I recommended that to everyone, But it did work for us because (laughs) I was going through a lot of deep transformation and and he was. And I think that because we had the courage to not run away from the dark, we was in a very, like in a, a time of our lives that we was going through a lot of dark, meaning all the shadows and projections and uh, who he was, and we was very broken in many ways, and we was projecting that all the time to one another, and so it was tough. And I think that's what I we guys we found you guys, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. And another component to that, when I met Vera, who's been on a spiritual path since she's been eighteen, sixteen, seventeen years old, and I'm like, well, this is isn't that the woo-woo kind of goofy people? <laughs> and lo and behold, I am one. I mean, (laughs) but with truly without your help, and it was, you know, like going down an eight lane highway and a large, large component to that was that when I met Vera, basically that day I got on a spiritual path and that too has been extraordinarily helpful in us being able to go through the darkness and, you know, the ups and downs of, of what our relationship had been in the past. And yeah, it's all of that. It It, it takes like a, like a spider web or, you know, like a cable that many strands to weave a cable. And we did, we did.
2: So you guys moved in with each other in less, uh, within less than a month, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. 28 days to be exact. 28 days. Wow. If
3: if she hadn't given you the letter, would you have made a move?
0: You know, that's, that's I don't know. And the reason I don't know is because the gym answering that today isn't the gym that was there there. Right, yeah. I you know. So we'll never know and thank God she did.
3: <laughs> and what was <laughs> and it God. about the other person that you were attracted to?
0: First her looks. That I mean that's that's an instant. And it was fascinating because I never thought about South America, that she's from South America. I'm trying to dance all over Europe and obviously that didn't work. And then secondly, there was truly an uh, error, the the energy. There was something is beyond words. That There's a connection. There's something special. There's something I need to know. There's something about this woman. Yes, thank God she's physically attractive to me. And in addition to that, there was this, you know, the feeling, the intuition that says, yeah, there's something here I need to know more, you know?
2: And what about for you, Vera?
1: For me, yes, of course, I think my husband is, you know, the most handsome guy out there. And (laughs) so I still feel that way. But I think besides his beautiful presence is that my heart felt I there was something in my heart that said, this is my husband. I'm going to marry this guy. And I told him, I love you on our first date because that's how I felt. So you knew. I knew it. I knew it. When mm-hmm. I saw him, I knew this is him. I looked into his eyes on our first date. And I said to him, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I love you. What, I recognize you wow. so.
0: What did you think when she said that, Jim? You know, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was... Um,
1: I know what you w- said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said, I love you too. And, but it, the interesting aspect about kind of having this conversation now is I said, yeah, I love you too. And I had those... You know, there's something special going on here. But what's fascinating to me now is the person at that time doesn't exist today. And I know I'm repeating myself there, but it's really amazing. But yet, yeah, I you know, I said I love you too. um, It's
2: kind of looking back at another lifetime.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was many lifetimes ago, actually. Yeah, sure. That's one of the beautiful aspects about Vera and I is that You know, the metaphorically speaking, we have been through many, many, many lifetimes together. You know, it's been an amazing ride, but, you know, we've come out on the other side and just, oh, my God, I I would wish this relationship on everybody. It's amazing.
2: Do you remember if you guys ran into any challenges, you know, early on because you guys moved in together
0: right away? Was there anything that you guys ran into then? I can remember that was I can remember in January thinking god I'm glad she signed up for that class because I don't know if I can handle this if this doesn't change.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: so that was a short yeah, there was there was fireworks
1: and I think what he meant is that we met in end of beginning of August then we had the date on September 1st and we we moved together and then by January I was signing for the advanced course of that, you know, group that we was uh, working with. And at the time, I was really dealing with what I call my unlovable self, you know, a part of me that didn't know how to deal with being receiving love. And Jim is a very loving and romantic guy, you know, and he still is and he, And and he was, like, amazing right away. And I think that panicked me. And Mm -hmm. when my unlovable self started to receive all that love and that attention, I freaked out and I reacted in a way to push him away because getting love was something I didn't know how to deal with. So I became very, like, how can I... Destroy this, you know, of course, in an yeah. unconscious level, but, and, and I remember telling him, listen, I am out of control. I can tell. I can feel that I'm out of control. You better walk away. And he said, no, I'm going to stick it with you because I know this is going to work, you know, and, and, and yeah. And we, and we continued that path for a while. Because, you know, it's in, it, one time is me, another time is him, the other time is me, the other time, because his, his uh, shadow is also show up. And then, and then we keep having that shadow relationship, mine, you know, and his and, and, and until we are able to now know because it's still there somehow, but we know and it does not own us anymore. We are owning it
2: now. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. You're talking about, you know, his shadow would show up, then your shadow would show up. And we we actually see couples growing in a leapfrog kind of pattern where one person kind of grows and then the other person has to now meet that challenge of growing as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they don't grow together, but they grow like one at a time and in that way they progress the relationship.
0: Mm. So true. Yeah sometimes you're grateful to do a little workshop or something together or you both have an epiphany together but by and large it's like yeah you're each on your own path and at Gene at one point you guys we were in a session and you painted this or drew this thing on the like the back of the door and it was like like two straight lines but you know you come together and then you mm-hmm. go apart you'd come together and you'd go apart I still remember that diagram yeah and it's like so true and until you know that that together and apart sometimes gets a little wild and until you break through. And now it's just a matter, I think, of honoring, you know, we're in a fantastic relationship, Vera travels, and we each have our own time, mm-hmm. our, you know, and we, we both honor that. And it's really kind of sacred space, you know, for each of us.
3: You know, when couples go through a relationship, it develops, right, over time. And I think in the beginning, you are working with the, the past a lot, you know, and and almost like if it's, if all your old wounds are like a hole, you're working on filling that hole up and getting just to like the ground surface level. And then you can really develop something and grow as a couple. But you have to get through that piece first, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yes. So I'm sure you guys
2: had to kind of work on healing a lot of those past wounds in, early on in your relationship. Mm. And you had to do that pretty quickly because your relationship progressed really
1: quickly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you guys know a little bit about me. I'm very intense. I'm, I'm very passionate. and I'm very intense. And I don't stay on the surface. I like to go deep. And, and that's with everything. And so Jim was scary because he comes from this thing, let's not talk about so we don't rock the boat. And I will, no, 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 we're going to rock the boat. (laughs) And so there was times that he said to me, don't you know to talk about anything but go deep? I mean, let's talk about the weather. (laughs) I said, no, we are going to go deeper and because for me, I had that need and and there was so many times what we spent hours talking about the same thing. And I, and he was exhausted. He was saying, I'm tired. Can we stop talking? I said, no, we need to keep talking. <laughs> and I, and I guess now. Damn
0: carousel. I couldn't get off of it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you don't know what that's first, like. No, right, Ray? <laughs> no, I don't know what that's like at all. No, well, but you know, today I recognize that the intensity of it and we don't do that anymore. But at the time, Was very important to me, obvious, because I was requesting that. And I think because he stick with it, that's where the breakthrough happened. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Which most couples don't know about. Yeah. Right. That that breakthrough is is something that each couple is challenged with. And if they can't push through it, they can't get to that other side and they can't break into that next phase of their relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. That fighting, which. It usually happens at like two, three in the morning and goes on for hours. But, you know, that fighting is is necessary for both couples to really get to that depth and to connect to that place of creating that, that true bond with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember one time that Jim, Jean said to me or to us, I don't remember if it was in a private session or in the couple session where she said something that, if the couple is not going through a breakdown, breakthrough, breakdown, breakthrough, then, you know, that is a sign that that relationship's not growing and it's not healthy. And at the time I go, really? Because I was so exhausted <laughs> with this breakdown. I was very yeah. tired. We had that like every week, the intensity of both the breakdown and the breakthrough, or sometimes every day. Uh, for years, and I, I was tired when she told me that. I said, oh, my God, I hope that's not true. I hope that's not, I hope she's wrong. <laughs> and today I completely agree, and I see that. I don't know if it happened for everyone, but I know it happened for us, and maybe there are other carp couples out there that are similar to our dynamic, and if they are, all I can say is, let the breakdown, breakthrough occur in the intensity that occurs because it comes to a moment that I believe that is now more peaceful. It, it's not as intense. It's not as often. It still happens, but it's it's a very different because I think we both are mature. We are different. We know how to. I know when something is coming, and if I'm not interested, I just go into my peaceful place, and I say, I don't need this conversation now, and he does the same, and we just don't let things. it's down to
0: the minutes. If 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 when it happens now, it's down into like minutes. We get it. We breathe and you know regroup. And, yeah. Yeah. and you
2: guys have learned yeah. to find that balance point, you know, in yeah. your
0: yeah. between each other. And the yeah. other thing is, perhaps in later after we've been through a lot, right? And it kind of got it, not kind of it very much got to the point where. If I'm looking at Vera and saying, I don't like that, or I'm upset about that, or I wish that would change, somewhere somewhere along the line, somebody said, you know, to these people in your life, whether it's a parent, whether it's a wife, whether it's a child that pushes your buttons, you know, maybe you guys had an agreement before you got here that that person would love for you and care for you enough that they would push your buttons. And that would give you an opportunity to look inside and heal. And when I started taking that on seriously is when a lot of transformation in my life happened very fast. It's emotional for me now because I have, thank God I have air in my life. I am beyond, I am beyond words with this. And, um, sorry guys, I wasn't attending to go here today. It's, okay. it's tough, it's emotional because. My father, I still have parents. I'm, six. as I said, 61. My parents are alive. My dad is at end of life with a very bad heart. And two weeks ago, my mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And mm-hmm. it's just been a whirlwind. And I've got my rock and my wife to stand by me. And that helps. I've got to go through this. Is, this is my journey with my parents. But, oh, my God, does it help when your wife understands and when your wife is there and when you can look back at at your trials and tribulations and say, you know what, we did it, we did it, and we've got this amazing relationship that I can count on. And sometimes, you know, if I'm just like last night having dinner with her and I just get to be there, that's what it's about,
2: you know. Yeah, cool. Your relationship is truly a testament to the work that both of you guys have done mm-hmm. together. Really, it's it's mm-hmm. really amazing. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you. Know, you right? How did you guys go from you know, being in in the same space together, right? The the relationship moved pretty quickly in the beginning. And then where did it progress to? And then to the point that you guys move out of Chicago and you go to Arizona, you know, what, what were some of those stages and decisions that you guys had to make?
0: Moving to Sedona was weird. I was, the economy was bad. I was unemployed at that minute, but we came out here because Vera had a client and a friend uh, said, hey, come to Sedona on vacation. And we did. And it was fantastic. And I still remember sitting at the restaurant here. And we kind of looked at each other and said, wouldn't it be nice if someday, you know, we could do this. And this is Labor Day weekend of 2008. And we went back home and just kind of looked at each other and said, this isn't home anymore, is it? Actually, Vera said that first. I'm like, no. And at the time, you know, with family dynamics and everything else, it was like, why not? And six weeks later, we were living here in Sedona. It's just like, kind of like, I don't know, divinely just lined up and we stepped into it.
2: Was that and how it worked for you? That, yeah. Was that how it worked for you, Vera?
1: Uh, well, for me, it was an opportunity to start it. In a place where I felt neutral, because you know Chicago was very good, like I said, I moved from Brazil to Chicago, had my first marriage there, and then I met the gym and then was, I don't even remember how many years uh, we are together 17. so it was seven years in Chicago that was the, out, the breakdowns breakthrough breakdowns intense and intense, intense. and and yeah. I was 50. When I was grief, uh, grieving for my mother, my mother died on, on December, and the following year I felt very tender because I felt like I was in this deep grieving, and and then I really felt that you know for me one of the, the or the main breakdown point of the relationship is that Jim had an affair and was sort of a, like a, a serious affair because he was deep into it for like four months when I found out. And we four was together. We was working together, you and us. And and that was something that I really didn't know if I would be able to forgive and continue. It was where I, especially because I was in that grieving moment with my mother, I was feeling very tender And then instead of having my husband there supporting me, he goes out and have an affair, leaving me alone. I felt even more abandoned by, you know. And and of course that I, then we came here to Sedona in September to celebrate our anniversary. And to be honest, I didn't feel I had anything to celebrate at that moment, at that point. And I remember telling him that. We
0: were on micro thin ice at that point.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What and, what was and,
3: going on for you, Jim? Yeah. Why did you start having an affair? What was
0: happening for you? Trying to say this in in concise words, it's I grew up in an environment of codependency, and Vera, at the age of sixteen, last lost her father, and became she's a very intense woman and she's very independent. And I think in retrospect, when I felt like I couldn't communicate and get my needs fulfilled, I made some decisions. And in retrospect, I wish I wouldn't have.
3: So you were still looking outside of yourself?
0: Oh, my God, yes. Mm -hmm. I think looking within was not even barely barely had an awareness of that Mm -hmm. at that time.
2: So for couples out there that may be going through the same thing, right? Trying mm-hmm. to recover, you know, after an affair, what kind of pointers or advice would you guys give and how you were able to, you know, move past them and to still grow together instead of grow apart?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for me, because I felt that I was the one that would have to make a difference forgiveness then in order to continue because Jim right away, you know, offer his sorrow and he wants to make this happen and ask for forgiveness. So he came to that and I was the one that say, okay, I will need to know if I can forgive this. So we would continue. I think for me was when I took responsibility instead of blaming him or he went out and he betrayed me he had an affair uh, that would be you know a way to not look at why you know i i'm he had his reason to go out and have an affair even though his codependency even though it might not be based on a healthy way to solve something it it was his way and And I had to have a contribution. I look into my part on it, how I contribute to that. And to tell you the truth, I there was moments where I said, you know, this was the best thing that ever happened Mm. to us. Because going into looking into if I if that would not happen, we would end up separate anyway. We would broke, uh, we broke apart somehow Mm -hmm. because I was not taking responsibility. I was not looking into parts of me that it was important to look and he would not grow because he would continue codependent. And so all those parts of us that was needed to heal, it would not heal and we would not be together. So the affair was like the intensity or something that happened. That really made us or you or you look and heal or you go away. And we made a choice to look and to heal. So it was a big uh-huh. wake-up
3: call. Yeah,
1: like yeah. a like
2: a catalyst for mm-hmm. change.
1: That's yeah. the that catalyst for change. And and I time. feel that for me was for me first, you know, in order for me to say if forgive it was not about anymore forgiving him, it was about to say how I participate, how I created and and then it, it it happened slowly. It took a while and and was like every day I need to be kinder to myself because it was very tough. You know, women, we have a lot of thoughts and, and we kind of plague all these things inside of us. But when that uh, went away and I was just able to stay with my responsibility on it, it's interesting because grew the self-esteem, grew the self-confidence. You know, and today I travel more than ever. Like this year, was it's crazy how much I'm traveling. I travel, just came back from almost six weeks traveling for work. And I have zero thoughts about, oh, is my husband home having a relationship with somebody? You know, if he is, he is. And I'm not insecure to the point of living inside of a relationship, always thinking of that ghost. Because I feel that is no longer who we are. If that happened to him, it will happen because perhaps it, that's what is meant to be for him and for us. But it, it happened in a very different way inside of me. I'm very peaceful if that would happen today. It's a very different way of looking at relationship and not having attachments, not is ownership. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 something that you share a life. And you respect that person, but no one owns anyone, you
2: know? That's a lot of personal growth to go through, you know, to be able to look at your own responsibility in in it, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: What uh, advice would you give, Jim?
0: Stick with it. I mean, it's kind of interesting, fascinating to hear Vera because I'm learning things listening to her now. And, (laughs) yeah, that's the choice I made back then, and I own it. Take responsibility for it. and. At the same time, it was a very big catalyst for me as well. It's like, whoa, you know, let's take a look inside. And today, who I've become, that's, it seems foreign to even talk about it now. It seems like it would be impossible to happen because I'm not, there's no window there. There's no door there. It's, it's, it's a wall. It's so who we've evolved into. Yeah, it was hell. It was truly hell. And thank God we got through it. And I commend Vera for the work she did. And I think I, we both went down our own respective paths to look within and started taking responsibility and figuring it out. And yeah, it was a catalyst in in many ways that put us on a different path, a better path. So, but you know, what's the saying? It's it's like, you know, if you've if you've been through hell, then there's heaven on the other side and or the, the negative or the positive, whatever you want to put that as, and maybe that's why it's so good today, because we have been through hell. And thank God we you know, we survived.
3: There's a, a book out right now called The Truth About Men, and it basically talks about how in every man There's a dog and there's a master and who's in control, right? Is it the in the dog represents lust, greed, and power. And then the master is the one that, that hopefully is controlling the dog. And I think that's a tough lesson for men.
0: And look at our society and how much it rewards the dog. dog. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's the sad element. And the sad element, and the sad element is, we don't teach, you know, or support so much the wholeness of man. And the wholeness of man is both feminine and masculine. But I'm in a male body, so there's more male here. But you have to live in that balance and be aware of that, and take responsibility for that. And, and unfortunately, and sadly, there's not. It's really hard to go out there somewhere in order to. You know, read that book or go to that class or go to that workshop or find people like you guys to to help you with that. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Because, you know, you're taught. No, you're not taught that.
2: Well, it it takes a lot of introspection and a lot of courage to open up that Pandora's box and really take a look at what's inside. You know, a lot of people, they avoid that because they're afraid they're afraid of what is inside, you know, and that they're not going to like what they see. Right. They say um, research shows that surviving an affair, it takes a minimum of six months mm-hmm. of really intense work, you yeah. know, and, and, and in order to recover, to start recovering. Mm-hmm. And that's only if the couple is doing all the right things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And think about it, too. It's like, again, it's not there is no judgment behind this. I just didn't grow up in a world where. I was, if you will, in touch with the emotions very well. Mm-hmm. It was, hey, the weather's nice outside and isn't the sun shining? Or, God, everybody was really upset with somebody else. It right. wasn't a whole lot in between. So here I meet and I, you know, my wife is Latin, you know, and the emotions and all of that. And I'm like, oh my God. So I had to find a space in there that I couldn't copy Vera because I'm not Vera, I'm not Latin. And yet, what I grew up in wasn't serving me at all. And I had to find my own space inside of that. I had to be okay with who I am. I had to find and deal with my emotional intelligence and my emotional maturity and know that the only place I'm really going to get to the bottom, to ground zero of this thing, is when I look in the mirror. And I can find, you know, books and you guys in workshops and so forth that, okay, they're going to teach me stuff. That's great. And at the same time, you know, it ends when I stop and look in the mirror. That's where I've got to resolve with that.
2: Right. You have to apply it. You're the one yeah. that has to do the work, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. you, you're not alone. I mean, there's a lot of men out there that can't connect with their feelings, right? And can't connect with their emotions. I think that societally we are taught that. Right. But it is a challenge of every man to be able to really connect with who he is on the inside. And, you know, as you said, be able to look in the mirror and and be, you know, okay and be happy with who that person is.
0: Yeah. In retrospect, in, in, in this conversation now, I'd have to say that's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, but my God, the benefits that come from that far outweigh any challenges came to get to, to break through. You
3: know, we talk about spiritual development. I think it's something a lot of people think is a solo journey and a lot of great teachers are solo teachers. And we, we believe that being in a relationship is the highest form of spiritual development you can get to because it's really easy to be that kind of person all alone. It's a whole nother thing to do it with somebody you balance a checkbook with, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. And you know, one thing that uh, uh, I noticed in our relationship that really made a difference is that with my work, every time that I leave the house for travel, right, I go for 10 days, 15 wow. days, and now five weeks, the kind of work that I do is very deep. It's a spiritual journey to sacred sites. I'm leading 20, 30 people going deep within themselves, recognize the sacred of these places. I mean, it's really deep. And I am human. I'm going through that as well. I'm being transformed. I'm being touched. I'm growing. If I would come home for the same husband that I left, it would not work. Because I I went through so much, and I can't come home for the same time because I'm no longer the same person. Right. But what is awesome is that Jim has learned to be independent in a healthy way. And meaning he's no that is the codependence is gone. And so he's out he's now celebrated that I'm going, you know. Of course he said, I miss you, I miss you. But I, I, I am happy that he's going to have the space for himself. He spread his things all over the house. He puts, you know, writing notes everywhere and he writes uh, uh, books and he works on his own projects and he goes, he dives on in his own journey. And I can tell he's enjoying having fun. He kind of I have to collect everything the night before I come home (laughs) (laughs) uh, and clean the house. Right. But it is very cool because then I come home for this person that went through his deep grow as well.
2: I I think that's a really great point because, you know, for couples out there that uh, do have a lot of time apart from each other you know, for business reasons or whatever reasons, that growth has to still happen. Otherwise, when they come back home, they're looking at another stranger. Yeah. Right. Yes.
0: That's huge. Yeah. Huge.
3: It's really the same thing in doing couples work, right? Because the law of attraction is that like attracts like. And if one person starts to shift and the other person doesn't, it creates a great stress in the relationship. And, you know, that's kind of that leapfrog thing, like, wait, you're getting too far away. I got to, I got to start moving myself, you know, mm-hmm. and to be, you know, it's really a dance that I think, and and you guys can tell me how it felt for you. It takes many, many years to get this dance down very well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's it's developmental. It's not something you can do with someone you just meet.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. I'm sorry. It should, it would be lovely, but I don't. I don't see how Yeah, I really, because I think that true in, this is what true intimacy is, is to really get to know that person in a level of their intimacy, How what is for me to be with me and how he can respect that. And, you know, I even remember that in the beginning when I was traveling, you know, he needs to communicate all the time I needed to be sending message calls. And I can't divide myself that way while I'm working and my attention somewhere else. And and of course after the the affair, I was always thinking, oh my God, if I don't give attention to my husband, he might go out and have an affair, whatever. There is a ghost that is after you, and then you don't do anything well because you yeah. you are so it's, it's heaven, uh, it's hell. I'm sorry, it's hell. You know. I think when I start growing and I start to develop my self-confidence and he starts growing, what happened was he became so understanding. Like right now, he usually say, thank you for calling. He recognized that is a precious time for me, that I have something else that I'm doing that is very important. So he appreciated when I take time away from that to offer him five minutes call. And also he say, connect when you can. He's not begging, needing. He's not, he's, you know, I think the needy person is the person that goes out and betrays you because he's in needy.
2: Right. Yeah. The person
1: is fulfilling their own. Then you know, they are busy doing something cool for themselves, mm-hmm. discovering themselves, doing something healthy, doing, you know, something good. And you guys. Sorry, go ahead, I'm- No, and that's what I feel was amazing for us to see. For me, as a uh, as a wife, going out, feeling the freedom to do my work, being healthy, devoted to what I'm doing, and knowing my husband is home, making healthy choices for himself. And when we can connect it, he honors that. He respects. He's grateful. And I do. And I'm the same. I mean, there is a lot of respect, and that only happened because we have been for. A long time joining together and getting to know one another.
0: Hey, Jim, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, Ray and Jean, it's like I, you'd be impressed on the the spiritual library I've built in, in, <laughs> in the last 10 years doing this too, you know? But no, I, I want to say just a profound gratitude for Vera because it's true that, you know, she's in her space and many times it would be like, okay, not communicating and, and that's cool, I get it. But what I wanted to say is this last time What was unfolding is my mom went from, we've got something wrong with an x-ray, and it just, inside of the time she was there, it blew up into stage four cancer. And Vera was absolutely extraordinary in communicating to me and showing compassion to me and support to me while she was on her trip in Peru with a group of people. So, you know, when you let go and allow, then... It, it, it's all good. The universe, the divine, who we are now, each other, we've got to dance and it's like, it, it happens. It's good. It's all good, you know? So, you know, I know that it's okay if I don't talk to her for a couple of days. I know where she's at. It's all good. And I know, I'm in my little cave doing my thing. It's all good. But yet, this last time was absolutely extraordinary in the communication that we had. The wind and the quality and I remember I was in a in the hospital and with my mom and it's not going well at that point. And I'm about ready to blow a fuse. And there was a text that came from her and it was just so poignant and so timely that it completely shifted my beingness in that moment. And that's the kind of relationship we've developed and and evolved into. It's, it's the timing, it's the quality, it's the words, it's the, it's the when, it's the beingness and it's just, it's priceless.
2: That is really awesome mm-hmm. to hear, guys, because you've gone through some circumstances that, you know, a lot of couples going through that may not have survived.
0: Right. Wait. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and the biggest component to that, as much as I screamed and kicked and so forth, is, oh, my God, lean into the communication. And when you think you're done and you're sick of the communication, regroup and lean into it more. I think that's what got us through it, you know. You can scream and kick and fight, and you know verbally, not physically, and in, in the communication. I, I think we we about rode the carousel out sometimes, but I really think, in retrospect, you know, in the hell, in the darkness, and in the tra- challenging aspects of it, it was the communication that got us through it.
3: You know, in our physical bodies, it's advantageous to avoid pain, right? If the stove is going to burn you, you should pull your hand away. Yeah. But in our emotional bodies, it's advantageous to dive into the pain, like lean into it, like you said, Jim. And that's how we get to the other side and, and we get through it. When we avoid our emotional pain, we create a lot more problems in our life.
0: Yeah. And disconnection. And is, um, mm-hmm. Look at the world. Take the world disease, take it apart. Disease. Mm-hmm. It's come on, really? Right. It's right there. It's right there.
2: Well, as I say, conflict is inevitable in any relationship. You have only two choices, like a credit card bill. You could either pay it now or pay it later with interest.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: yes. I love that one. I might
0: steal that. Yes. yes.
1: One, I hate interest. <laughs> right.
3: One of, one of the things that Ray talks about a lot is this idea that there's three personalities in every relationship yours his, and ours, right? The couple personality. And yeah. that's what you guys are describing is you're both, you know, the couple can't become what it becomes if the individuals don't. Like mm-hmm. you you were saying about the part of you that wasn't lovable, that you had to get to be the lovable person to have someone who, when he shows up and loves you, you believe it. Right. Yeah. And
0: and let's, see, let's put, on I'm unlovable with codependency. <laughs> right. You want some fireworks? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it takes that individual
1: healing and then
3: it takes the couple healing as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Jim, one thing that I appreciate about you guys' work is that, you know, that is that phrase, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of couples that are going through whatever they are going through, they don't know what they don't know. They don't even know that are an unlovable self there. They don't know that is uh, a self that is not good enough and don't deserve and all these things that, you know, the shadow work and, and I so appreciated that you guys have, uh, you know, the individual session where I was doing with Jean and Jim was doing with Ray. And then we come together, the four of us. And and then, you know, there was times that I felt even confronted by Ray because I was not so <laughs> close to him because I have my relationship <laughs> with Jean. But but that was so healthy for my process of mm-hmm. growing. And if I could, you know, really gifted every couple that are going through any challenges is the opportunity to work with you guys because... If there is any chance for a couple to really uh, become what we became, is by going through a work. It, it's not going to happen by itself because this kind of growth, uh, if it was, we would all be happy. There would be no divorce out there. The divorce are out there because people didn't know where to go to find to find the way out or to find a way in.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And I feel that what you offer is really priceless and it is about saving families and saving relationships. So I really deeply appreciated what you devoted your life to. Thank
0: and you. And I, I so profoundly second what Vera said. You guys are a stand for couples. God bless you. Keep it up because you're amazing.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you, guys. It's really appreciated. Again, <laughs> in great words. You know, we, we really want to take this at, you know, this knowledge and and the skills that we teach and be able to kind of present that, you know, further in the world, you know, so Mm. that people can really benefit. And, you know, your story is is very beneficial for a lot of people out there as well that might be just feeling alone, right? Feeling Mm. alone in in their struggle and not really knowing, you know, where to go or what resources are, are out there. Right. And that's why we wanted to bring your story to this podcast for that reason.
3: And, and while we're doing the podcast, mm. you know, I don't know if we shared with you guys, we're also doing week- weekend intensives. So hopefully mm. we'll be able to come to Sedona and see you guys yeah. while we're doing a weekend. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. That'd be awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Come
1: to come to Sedona to have a couple weekend here. The couples love to be here. It's a very good energy. And, you know, you let us know how we can support your work because I yeah. absolutely believe in it. And I appreciate it, very grateful. And I I know that the, if the couple is in the blaming, nothing will happen. And when we give up, we lose it. We are the ones that are really missing the opportunity to uh, experience the rewards of sticking together, going through the pain. Because there is so much pleasure and light after we go through the you know the dark yeah. tunnel
3: so it's really amazing to see you guys I mean we haven't seen you in 10 years yeah. and who you guys used to be are is clearly changed and it's really awesome to see your peace and your development and you know that's the that's the reward of pushing through the emotion is mm-hmm. you find peace because you're not yeah. in peace before and that that being so much more comfortable in the world
0: yeah thank you
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so you have,
1: a, you
3: have a question yeah final question what is it that your partner does that you know they love you?
1: I have many things that I think <laughs> that uh, I know that he loves me honestly <laughs> but one thing that I, I that he do that I love it and it's just well when I travel he, he gives me lots of cards beautiful cards that he picks like so sweet and I I kind of a savory and I save, I open one here and another there just so I have cards throughout the trip. And <laughs> uh, and, and and I know that he's doing this because he loves me and he want to be a part of what I'm doing, whatever I'm doing. Another thing that I, I know that he is very kind. He's a very, uh, he has a, a behave as a man that's not every man out there. He is, besides being very romantic with flowers and cards, he cares. Like, you know, if I'm going to a doctor, he want to come with me. I live in Sedona for 10 years. I never drove to the airport. When I travel, he takes me to the airport. He picks me up in the airport. For me, that is telling me, I love you. I want to be, you know, part of this thing with you. I translated that as he's caring, he's loving, and I come home and there is flowers on the table and the house is clean. And it's little things that, of course, means something to me. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to speak that language. It's it's symbolic and means a lot to me.
0: Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) What about for you, Jim? It's in this Latin lady's beingness. I can look at her and just like, wow, you're it. And there's times when we communicate that. I think the biggest thing to me is communication. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, where are you going with this? And invariably, it always circles back to make sense. And there's times when little things are said or done, then it's just like, you just nailed it. I know that you love me. I know you care. And I love to get her to laugh. <laughs> I, I love that we can laugh together. And that to me is just priceless. Little things, stupid things. What it doesn't matter, you know. And it's just to see her smile and just to know that yeah, she's there. And I know I know it's love. I feel it. it. It's just amazing.
3: Can you guys each take a moment and just let our listeners know the work that you do do, because I think it would be beneficial for them and how they could find you guys.
1: Well, I my is I have a website that is Spirits. Of the earth.com and that is it speaks about the sacred journeys that I lead and of course you know that is my email and there is any way that I can support anyone in any any process I, I'll be happy to so spirits of the earth.com.
0: great awesome
1: thank and Jim. Jim.
0: and Jim and I mine is reverse reverse mortgage 360 the number dot org and that's the reverse mortgage. And how can I support seniors? And, you know, there's a copy of my book that's available there.
2: Great.
0: Awesome. Thank you for asking guys.
2: Yeah. Jim and very, we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today. It, it was really a treat and it's really awesome to see you guys again.
0: Awesome to see you guys. Thank you so much for yeah. asking us. Really yeah. I'm so glad you said
3: you. yes. Thank you.
1: You yes. know,
3: human beings have been sharing their stories for thousands of years to grow, to heal, and to bond. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners.
2: For all of you listening out there, please subscribe to our podcast and, and please leave us a review. It'd be really helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, Look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
3: And if you know someone that would benefit from the topics that we talked about today, please share this episode.
2: Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love.
1: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.